Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. So we had the uh, the woman. Was it a woman or a guy? I think it was a woman who put the gorilla glue in her hair. Yes, a woman it who was. got it stuck there. She ended up having to go to have surgery. Surgically removed, yeah. Well, it's happened again. Another glue disaster. A, a woman in Michigan fell asleep with her contact lenses in. She woke up at about 1 in the morning with really dry eyes. Oh, yeah, that's bad. So she reached into her purse for her eye drops. But she accidentally grabbed her bottle of fingernail glue <laughs> and instead put a drop of that right in her eye. Oh, no. Yeah, could you imagine? <laughs> Why wouldn't you just take the contacts out at that point? I don't know. Rather than put in the wedding drops. Is that what you do? Yeah. Yeah, you think you'd... Yeah, I, I uh, now I wear a cheater glasses. Anybody that's watched our uh, Facebook Live, yeah. yeah, and I ha- <laughs> we have coverage. Why I don't go to the eye doctor, I have no idea. I haven't been to an eye doctor in probably a decade. Because you like to tell people you don't need glasses. Maybe that's the thing, and yet I have these on my face all the time. Anyhow, uh, I've never had to wear glasses permanently, so I've never had to wear contacts, so I don't know. But I don't know that I ever would be able to uh, get them in because I the idea of putting anything close to my eye. A lot of people have said that. Yeah, and maybe you got used with that. to it. I, I got used to it. I don't think I ever had a problem with it, mm. like like thinking it's disgusting or anything. Like I had a problem like actually physically getting it into my eye at times, but right. I, but I, I never had an issue with it. Yeah, like you know, closing my eyelids and rubbing my eyes—nothing. Just the idea of touching the eyeball, and I don't even know that it's a gross thing. I think it's going to hurt. Wait till you get an eye, an eye, like a contact lens stuck. Well, I hope I never have. And it to. like wraps back in oh. your eye you know, underneath your eyelid. Oh. Those are painful. How did you get that out? I just kind of kind of rub enough oh. on the eyelid until it uh, aye, aye, pops aye. out. No, thank you. Anyhow, she uh, she got this fingernail glue right into her eyeball. Her eye immediately sealed shut. She tried to flush it with water, but it stayed shut. Her husband called 911. Can you imagine that conversation? Like, he would feel horrible for her, of course. But when his back was turned, he'd be like, what is your... <laughs> you did what? What have you done? Try to sleep. Oh. Uh, and uh, she, uh, he called 911. She was taken to the hospital. The doctors were able to get her eye open and get the contact lens out. They say the contact saved her, actually, from any serious damage because the glue didn't get to her eyeball directly she lost a few eyelashes but she won't lose her vision imagine how irritated that eyeball would be i'm imagining how irritated that orderly would be or the person checking her into the hospital (laughs) how many times have you heard (laughs) oh it was glue in your eye (laughs) you know about 25 years ago maybe less we had no idea about the internet didn't know didn't even know the word never heard of it Now, that's all we spend our time doing, it seems. The average person spends about 59 hours a week using the Internet. That's about eight and a half hours a day. Is that including work? Oh, yeah. The main main reason is work. Uh, But number two is streaming TV shows and movies. We spend more than four hours a week on social media, listening to music and playing games. But mostly it's all wrapped up in work. If I had a breakdown... Of my household, right? Like, a, mm. like, and what each is using because you got you know kids now in virtual school yep. uh, all day. You're in working from home. 
and me and my assorted internet affairs. <laughs> Which aren't helping anybody. Throughout the afternoon. <laughs> and well, then, guy needs to get to sleep. Right. And then they go from school to uh, to the video games. Mm. They're playing interactively online, too. Like, the internet usage just must be soaring. I wonder if companies now are kicking themselves saying, boy, we shouldn't have included it all. No, I know. Flat rate. We could be... We could be really raking it in. Maybe like uh, drug uh, dealers, you know, at this stage, we're all so hooked. They yeah. Can, That'll be $1,000 a month. Okay, I'll pay. Oh, I mean, yeah. Because, uh, you know, th- when it started, there was no such thing as unlimited internet. Right. Yeah. Now, most plans are, are, you know, are considered unlimited. Yeah. I know even, well, Netflix is a great example. Like, if you don't have unlimited in your home, you know, keeping track of, because I get this thing that pops up all the time that says, you know, this could add to your usage if you don't have blah, blah, blah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're just we're just hooked and it is what it is. I mean, obviously, it's all saved our lives during this uh, pandemic because with everybody working from home or so many people working from home, imagine if we didn't have that option. Like, what the hell would we have done? Had this pandemic hit, you know, 30 years ago, what would we have done? Who knows? I I get caught so much down the streaming hole mm. that there are times, I guess my TV has a setting after like five or six hours <laughs> that it pops up and says, is anyone still watching? Are you still breathing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should we call 911? <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I guess you got to put it in like display mode for right. stores that have them on 24-7. I think we have this, you know, uh, the music stations you get through your package. And sometimes we'll have those on in the background. And they'll play all day on a Saturday or something. Right. And eventually the TV just shuts off. It, it, like, it gives up. Yeah. Like it's had enough. Well, I mean, you wouldn't want the screen just showing the same thing all the time. That's like right. the guy, you'd have it burned in. Is that old, a true thing? Uh, not, I think, with the LED. I think that right. was a problem before with, with the, the LCDs and plasmas. Yeah. Yeah. So we have an old plasma TV uh, in the basement because I don't think they even make them anymore, right? No. It's all LEDs. And, and and I forgot, like, when we bought this thing, and we bought it when we were in Windsor, and I think we paid, like, three grand for it or something. When it, when you sit down there in the basement watching that thing, it actually heats up the room. Yeah. Like, you can cook. There's a glow. Oh, yeah. You can. You walk in that room, and it feels like it's a sauna from that TV on. I'm thinking, this can't be good for me, is it? This has got to be a problem. Anyhow, yeah, we, uh, we do spend a ton of time on the Internet, and uh, 59 hours a week. That's crazy. Eight and a half hours a day. 128 days a year is eaten up. Can you imagine if we were kids and there was a stay-at-home order, right, when you didn't have... Mm. All the video games and, uh, you know, necessarily, I guess I grew up and there was like Nintendo and Atari mm-hmm. and television, but still, I mean, how long could you play Pong for? Oh, yeah. Um, but that was our life was running down the street. I guess we wouldn't know any different. We would have dealt with it, right? Because if you don't know any different, you don't know any different. But, oh, there'd be a murder, mm. well, I would think. Like, I couldn't imagine being in my parents' home when I was a kid during something like this with like three TV channels and no AC. Yeah. And my... <laughs> And your parents oh. providing the entertainment? Oh, well, no. Okay, first of all, <laughs> parents of my generation didn't, the entertainment was not their responsibility. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. You know, it would have been, here, son, help me build a shed. Right. That's what we're going to do. And get some more ice for my drink. How many times in the middle of the night have you had this conversation? You're getting an elbow in the side, and all of a sudden you hear, Did you hear that? <laughs> Well, no, I was I was deep in sleep. I usually get the uh, the elbow and the bump, and 
How do you not hear that? <laughs> it's because I sleep so deeply. You're in your cone of silence. Well, I've got so much going on, of course. <laughs> yeah. Masks and braces and all sorts of things that are, that are keeping me locked up and making noise around me. I, uh, I don't know how Adrian would hear any other noises outside of the beeps and pings <laughs> of all the machinery and the, the night nurse coming in to check your stats. And if there is a, a, a noise that she hears, a bump in the dark, it's probably me farting. But... <laughs> Well, uh, when we are asked, uh, what do we do in the middle of the night? What is your go-to move hmm. when you hear a noise in the middle of the night? The, uh, the number one thing we do is wait and see if we hear that noise again. Okay. You know. Yeah. One, one time is a one-off? Yeah, I think so. Could be a bird banging against the side of the house or right. flying into a window or something. Gotcha. Uh, then we get out of bed to investigate. Which is always a creepy, scary thing. You know, you can get out of your bed in the middle of the night to go pee or do whatever, get a glass of water, no problem. You skip off to the bathroom or you head down to the kitchen, you walk in the dark. Not a second do you think of anything other than, you know, I got to get to the bathroom or I I want that glass of water yeah, or a pint, whatever you do in the middle of the night. But, uh, boy, the minute you get up to investigate something, you're full-on panicked. Yeah, I'm more likely to just kind of turn on all the lights. Right. right. Turn on all the lights. Check that the doors are locked. Call your mom. Yeah. Have her come by. <laughs> <laughs> Mama. Ma. <laughs> Ma. Can you bring some meatloaf? Right. Uh, if your dog starts barking, of course, that's always a sign. That yes. Something's going on. They hear something maybe you don't. Yeah. Send the dog to investigate. Yeah. Oh, Coop would be a killer, eh? Oh, well, he, he is. <laughs> he he is. thinks he is. Yeah. A little dog. He's got that little dog syndrome, which right. is annoying. Yeah. Um, uh, check your security system. Mm-hmm. And immediately grab something nearby to use as a weapon. Right. Now, I don't have that in my... Well, I guess I have Maria. Yeah. I guess, I guess she, <laughs> she's the weapon. Does Maria have a weapon no. nearby? No. Really? Well, unless you include the sex toys. <laughs> but otherwise, no, nothing. No, like I don't have a, a bat or, or a tennis racket or a, an assault rifle <laughs> standing by. Uh, there's a bat in my uh, in my bedroom, actually. Is there really? Yeah. And... and I don't remember when I put it there or why specifically. Mm. I've never used it. It's just every now and then, like, my glasses will fall down. I go down to look for them. I said, oh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a, bat a bat underneath here. Like, I've never pulled it out. Even when I hear a bump in the night, I get up. I don't <laughs> grab the bat. Forget it. Yeah. Huh. And I, I, I You I put think, it there specifically as protection when somebody broke in? I guess so. Where did all this paranoia creep up in you? I think I was raised with it oh yeah? yeah like my parents were from south america so when you know they had machetes and right. stuff underneath beds <laughs> when they lived there <laughs> right uh you know so i i have a feeling that's probably where it came from and then we say we'd uh, make our significant other get out of bed to investigate and in most homes i guess uh you know the the man i say most because i wouldn't get up <laughs> in most other than yours. Call me, Maria, if you bump into somebody <laughs> in the that, hallway. Is that one of those husband jobs, like killing yeah. bugs yeah. that just, you know, put the garbage automatically out. comes onto you? Yeah. So it is a scary situation, though. When you do hear something in the night, uh, and especially if you, you think, like, a door is opening or something, you know. Right. Oh, my gosh. A panic just sets in. Look at it. I don't even know. It's funny because I say, okay, I'll go out, get up and go check. But there I am standing there in my, in my, uh, my thong. I mean, what am I going to do if some guy's standing in the hallway robbing me anyhow? I'd just poop myself and fall on the floor. It's kind of like when you sleep at someone else's house and uh, and or like or a, a room, even a hotel that you don't know. Mm. And there are noises that happen mm-hmm. that are just, you know, you can't get by them. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine had a grandfather clock and this thing would right. go off 
every hour. Right. And wake me up. Like, I could not sleep with yeah. anything. I had to sleep over at his place. Like, they would snore through it. It was just uh, part sure. of their routine. You get used right? to it, I guess. Yeah. I remember when, uh, when I was a kid and we'd do sleepovers, so my backyard backed onto a fairly busy road. And my, my buddy, he was on the other side of the street where it just backed into another neighbor. So his side of the street was always dead silent mm. at night. And they, yeah, he had the same problem. When he'd come to my place to sleep over, he'd need earplugs and all, <laughs> because it sounded like the 401 yeah. behind my house. Between that and my parents screaming at one another. This guy in Italy, and this is, I think that only this could happen in Italy. This dude, uh, he, uh, he had a job at a government hospital back in 2005. And he, he just stopped going, he just stopped showing up for whatever reason. And so his boss uh, said, well, you know, we're going to have to let you go. What does he do? He doesn't just say, okay, fire me and take whatever he gets. He threatens his boss to, <laughs> to keep her from filing a report against him. Wow. Uh, so she's... She, <laughs> Are she, you talking to me? Yeah, that's right. I know people. So anyhow, she, she's scared of him, so she says nothing. She, and then she retires. And the person who replaced her never noticed that there was this guy on the payroll collecting checks without showing up for more than a decade. Wow. Guy wound up getting about 650 grand over 15 years. <laughs> and you got to wonder, did he pull this stunt at other places, you know? It's a great gig. Yeah, so now the cops are looking for him. That's Can we true. do that? <laughs> well, nobody in upper management listens to this show, so <laughs> I guess they wouldn't even notice we were gone. <laughs> and uh, this is an interesting story. A, a couple were planning a wedding, and uh, the groom had gone to this mansion in uh, southwest ranches, Florida, and he just fell in love with the place. It had a pool, a gazebo, a tennis court, a hot tub, an 800-foot bar. The house was for sale, so he just went and showed up and acted like he was interested in buying it. It was on the market for two years. The guy who owns it wants $5.7 million. So while the groom was there, he asked the guy, he said, hey, listen, would you rent this thing out for a wedding? And the owner said, no, I have no interest in doing that. Hmm. Well, the groom was having none of that. Him and his fiance decided they were going to throw a wedding there, whether the owner liked it or not. <laughs> so they, they sent out all their invites with that address on. And the people just started showing up on a Saturday, setting up a wedding. Uh, he had to call the cops, the owner, because they said, well, no, we have to have the wedding here. It's God's message. Oh, right. Sure. It is. Okay. <laughs> Here's God's nuts. ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So the cops came and everybody had to clear out. That's ballsy. It is. I mean, I guess if you just say we're just, it's like an open house. Yeah. There's a lot of people viewing it. <laughs> That's right. Well, everywhere we go, we bring a bartender and a DJ. He's, just looking to, he's looking to buy it, too. Yeah, that's right. I remember once, quick little side note, Maria and I, we were just dating. And uh, we ended up going for a drive on the bridal path. And we saw a house uh, that was open. And uh, I pull up in my bad hair, acne and Demorier cigarette, my little <laughs> Mazda <laughs> And I, I waltz up to the door. And, you know, with open houses, usually you walk in, you take off your shoes, you sign the thing. And there was, like, security at the door. Like, who, why? What are you doing here? I said, oh, uh, uh, my fiancé and I, I think we were engaged at the time. I said, my fiancé and I, we were looking in the area, looking for something. A little something. He goes, uh, what, what kind of money you got? What are you, what are you looking at spending? I went, uh, and I knew no idea of what a home on the bridal path cost. I just wanted to drive around and look. I said, oh, we're, we're thinking about... Uh, 
I don't know, seven, eight hundred thousand. Because to me, back in nineteen ninety, that was a, ton, a yeah. lot of money. He goes, mm, these are uh, more in the three to five million range, so a little above your pay grade, my friend. Well, interesting that they would do that, and good, I guess, in the sense that there was probably a lot of people, yeah, who made a, a, a good racket by going around and casing joints, sure, through open houses and just being nosy, right? right? I mean, look at your own neighborhood when when a house goes up for sale and they have an open house. Oh, we have websites dedicated yeah. to finding out the prices. Yeah, I know. What did he get? Yeah, and you just want to see what your neighbors have inside. I've always been very honest. Like when the agent says, oh, are you looking for a house in the area? I'll go, I actually live two doors up. I'm just being nosy. <laughs> they go, okay, go ahead. Come on in. Have a look. Um, and we'll, we'll wrap up here with this. Uh, this might be the coldest breakup line we've ever heard. Guy in England uh, was on a bus, and he hears a couple behind him arguing. And the woman says to the guy, quote, I'd rather adjust to your absence than be continually frustrated by your presence. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> the English do it so well. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's so proper. Yeah. Here we just say, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'd rather, and it was probably said through gritted teeth, too. I'd rather adjust to your absence than be continually frustrated by your presence. So I don't know if you want a copy of that just in case. <laughs> I'm going to put one in my back pocket. You never know. Lucky and I have a date. <laughs> We're going out. And I invited you. Yeah, I know. It's shocking because you normally don't want to spend any time outside of the studio with me. Uh, and I'm very excited. I don't know what I'm going to wear. Uh, you have to wear something sleeveless, actually. Well, are we dancing? Or at least something that can be removed quickly. Well, uh-huh. well I'm all a flutter. <laughs> You're very aggressive. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I prefer if you move something uh, or something that can be removed quite quickly. <laughs> well, you're getting right to the, uh-huh. the, the point here. I want to see your muscles. Buy me a drink first. Uh, a week this Sunday, Lucky and I have a vaccine date. We are going to get our AZ. Uh-huh. They get it pumped into us. Of Billy Gates talking in my head. <laughs> I saw someone post AZ book and someone commented, oh, I'd love to go to Arizona. <laughs> It'd be lovely. Oh, that'd be yeah. great. Well, if you get the shot, maybe one day you can. So, uh, you know, it's funny with this vaccine. I, Of course, there's uh, people who are concerned about uh, AZ and what it can do to you. And there's people who uh, want to wait maybe for a Pfizer or something else that they can get into them. I don't have any of those concerns, really, because I just keep telling myself, look, I've been on lots of medicine that uh, has tons of side effects and... Uh, I've been lucky enough that I'm I'm one who doesn't really get uh, uh, affected that way with with medication. So I think I'm going to be pretty good. My only real concern is the uh, the feeling after. Like some and, and many I've spoken to say, yeah, they got it and they're fine. You know, maybe a sore arm or whatever. And then I've heard people who say they felt like they got hit by a truck and they you know feel f- terrible. And I know people have said that about the flu shot. And that's that's the antibodies building up. And I understand all of it. And if you feel sick the next day or you feel tired, exhausted, flu-like symptoms, you don't have the flu. You just have to keep reminding yourself of that. It's it's the medicine doing what it's supposed to do. But I'm just a little. If I have any concern, it's that. Yeah, I I, I don't really. Uh, I think a lot of the people who are are posting those concerns are looking for the attention of the fact that they they got the shot, mm. um, and maybe looking for a response because uh, I think people just do that now. That's, that's so you don't you know, think people feel the side effects? Oh, I'm sure they feel something, and, and maybe they do, or maybe they feel the side effects whenever they take something anytime, mm, right? Right. Uh, I mean, I don't feel... Uh, I've never taken any kind of medication that's even supposed to make you drowsy and felt really drowsy 
right away. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, right. It's it's it it gets it's how it affects you and it affects everyone differently. I just I wonder. Like I'm sure there are so many people who administer these shots who are so tired mm. of. You know, I want to just get the needle in you and move on because I've got like 400 people to do today. Sure. I'd rather you not have to take the time to set up a selfie while you're doing it. <laughs> because oh, that's I'm, what we have to I'm, do. I'm doing a full photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get the lighting right. Yeah. You got to get the angle. And, you know, while you're jabbing me, like, my goodness, are we really at this point now? And, and I understand part of that is because people are trying to spread the word to mm. others that, yeah, I did it. You can do it, too. Sure. Um, but, yeah, when it comes down to the concerns of it all, I've I've had some concerns. I just wondered... Only because of effectiveness, right? And, and and you hear that when it comes to AstraZeneca, that it's it's, it's a f- efficacy rate is like 65%. Mm. And I think, boy, you know, should I hold out for something that's 90%? But every doctor that you speak to, and we talked to Dr. Tony Stone about that. Yeah. You can listen to the audio on the Rock Facebook page or through the rock.fm. You can see the same thing. You know, that's all the uh, the the previous flu shots and and so many of the previous vaccines that we've had have been the same efficacy rate you just never asked before see here's the difference between you and I once again in that my entire life has been about 65% <laughs> you you've aimed for 90 i've always been happy with 65 rock mornings with, with craig, craig ben and, and lucky, lucky. 949 the rock